you are Locked on Wild. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Hello, my name is Joe Bully, your host, and with me is not Tony. Tony had to work, so I am flying solo today. Uh, we're going to be rea- reacting to the big overtime win. I don't know how big it is, if you really want to call it big, but we're going to be reacting to the overtime win uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks, as well as a couple other things going on uh, surrounding the uh, the Minnesota Wild. Uh, we'll get into uh, events that have happened since Matt Dumba last scored, uh, because he did score the uh, the overtime winner in uh, dramatic fashion, and also uh, your favorite Eden Prairie defenseman Nick Sealer was uh, waived by the Minnesota Wild on Sunday, and then he was picked up on Monday by the Chicago Blackhawks. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But for this first segment, I just wanted to get into like this weird uh, article that I read uh, the other day on iflscience.com. It says that majority of, or it's not so much the majority, it's more like not everybody has an inter-monologue. And I found this odd because I tend to speak to myself in my head. Uh, I, I hear my own voice. I, I speak in full sentences, kind of have a conversation with myself. And apparently, not everybody else does that. Uh, they think more kind of just abstract thoughts and they just kind to uh, kind of think, you know, in, in more of like little different, uh, not so much sentences, you know, just like they, they'll just picture like food and 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 just feel start feeling hungry or, or think to themselves that they're, you know, that's how they think that they're hungry. They don't actually tell themselves in their mind. Hmm, I'm kind of hungry. I think I'm, what should I do for dinner tonight or anything like that? It's, uh, I found this odd. I found it interesting that, uh, that that's the situation because, uh, um, apparently people on either side of the, uh, the aisle, whether they have an inner monologue or not is, uh, they've, I found it shocking about what the other side deals with. Uh, some people attribute the fact that they, uh, they stumble over their words or that they, that they that they have trouble putting together their words in in you know vocally, uh, perhaps they're better writers because they think more abstract. Uh, others are you know, <laughs> I, I saw one person say that they uh, they sometimes give their inner monologue like a, a Cockney kind of accent, uh, so they sound like Patrick Stewart, which I thought was uh, pretty funny as well. Uh, but uh, it's just one of those things that I think is is kind of an odd thing. Uh, I know that. Uh, I, when I played baseball back in high school, I was always kind of talking to myself, okay, well, that guy's leading off. Uh, is he leading off a little too far? Do I need to throw over? I would literally debate myself uh, on whether or not that I would, um, uh, you know, make a play or or what was coming up next. Just kind of thinking in my head, hearing my own voice. Um, and so I guess flying solo on a podcast is a lot like that. It's uh, it's a lot of just kind of like your inner monologue and what your own thoughts are. Not really a, a discussion about uh, and being able to bounce off your thoughts with with another host. So uh, we're gonna fly solo without Tony today. Yeah, I think what's gonna happen here is like I said, we'll get into more Nick Sealer and uh, and Matt Dumba as well. But uh, the Minnesota Wild did in fact win in overtime. 
against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, I think it was three to two was the final. And the Wild had a two nothing lead on goals uh, on the back of Kevin Fiala, and uh, ultimately coughed up the lead late in the third period, uh, only to figure out a way to win in overtime. Now the two Fiala goals, uh, the first one he absolutely kind of turned around uh, John uh, Jonathan Taves, you know uh, NHL one hundred player Jonathan Taves, and uh, found a way to. Uh, just unleash that that wicked wrister that he's got. Got such a heavy shot. We saw it again in overtime as well, where he shot that uh, that wrist shot in 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 overtime and actually almost damn near took off uh, Jonathan Taves's head. Uh, instead, it just took off his mask. But uh, it was just one of those things where uh, Kevin Fiala, when he gets on, he is a fun, dynamic player. He looks fast. He seems to make the smart play all the time. And he just uh, continues to just impress. Um, I know in my original article on zonecoverage.com, I asked, like, how many points can we expect from Kevin Fiala? Uh, he's now got uh, double-digit goals. I think he's he scored his 10th and 11th last night. And uh, what is crazy, I think he's on pace for roughly 50 points this season. It is uh, It is a nice... Uh, little thing to get out of out of the trade. I mean, Charlie Coyle himself is is due for like fifty points or so uh, a season when he was with the Minnesota Wild. So at least being able to get at least that bare minimum of uh, of uh, production, I think, is uh, is a nice little trade off uh, for a player that uh, has seemingly uh, a, a lot more skill and. Um, and a ton of uh, upside as well, being that uh, Kevin Fiala is only like 22, 23 years old at most. So, uh, But just absolutely a crazy showing for him. He was a beast in overtime. I thought overtime was exciting. The Wild were clearly the better team in overtime. And uh, the, the Minnesota Wild ended up coming up victorious, although it was funny because Jonathan Taves did hit that crossbar and uh, certainly could be uh, singing a different song today. So I'm going to get into the first break here, and uh, we'll come back on the other side, and I'll talk a little bit about uh, Nick Sealer and kind of the, the situation and the fallout after Nick Sealer was picked up by the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, and then uh, after that, I, I think I'll get into a little bit of Matt Dumba and, and his overtime goal. Uh, so I'm get into our first break now, and uh, and we'll see you then on the other side. You're listening to Lockdown Wild. Welcome back to Lockdown Wild. Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Joe Booley of ZoneCoverage.com. Appreciate that you've showed up here this Wednesday, this fine Wednesday. Nick Sealer was waived on Sunday by the Minnesota Wild. And uh, on Monday was then picked up by the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, pretty crazy for him how he gets waived by one team and essentially has to show up to the same home arena that he's used to showing up to and has to walk across to the visitor's locker room. A uh, strange situation for him, obviously. I know he's probably excited to just be getting a chance. And uh, for, for a player that really had a really solid run, is a really solid de- stay-at-home defensive defenseman, a guy that's a tough guy around the uh, the, the net, hard to play against will definitely stick up for his teammates and and drop the gloves 
for Nick Sealer to uh, to play only six games, I'm sure he was absolutely disappointed, frustrated probably with the lack of ice time. But let me just say, there's a lot of fallout, people that are complaining about the loss of Nick Sealer, thinking that other players needed to probably deserved being waived. And I'm just going to say this, like seeing the social media stuff, it just comes off as like, you're not really paying attention. Now, Nick Sealer has only been in six games this season. When you've got players like Brad Hunt, who has played well, Carson Soucy, who's uh, played well, maybe maybe kind of fallen off slightly a little bit, but uh, uh, but was he, he's kind of emerged as a really solid defenseman as well. Uh, mobile, moves the puck well, and he plays a, a tough game. You've got Greg Pattern, who's on a big contract. He's an NHL vet. And you've also got... Um, um, you know, the top four of uh, Jonas Rodin, Matt Dumba, Ryan Suter, and Jared Spurgeon. Like, there's just not a lot of room going in there unless there's an injury. And the thing about the Minnesota Wild defense core is it's been relatively healthy outside of Greg Pattern. So they've had, and, uh, and they've had, you know, roughly eight defensemen pretty much all season. Uh, well, yeah, eight defensemen when you got Greg Pattern, who finally came back. Um, they've had Brad Hunt in the game and they've also had Nick Sealer in the press box for most of it. It's tough to find minutes for, for players in this league and surely they probably could have found more minutes for, for Nick Sealer, but I don't I guess I don't understand the hand wringing so much. Uh I, I, it's not like the Wild were were trying to get rid of him. The waiver was more because of like his service time and his contract situation and that in order to get to Iowa to play more games because he's been riding the bench for so long. I know he did have a conditioning stint earlier this season as well, but that was, I think, maybe two, three games tops. In order to get to Iowa to try to to try to try get more games, like they tried to sneak him through, and you have to put him on waivers in order to, to get to Iowa in order for that to happen. And uh, sure enough, he was picked up. So I, I'm almost certain that the Wild were not trying to lose him, but because of the situation with his contract, like that's just kind of the stuff that happens. Uh, it's unfortunate, but I know that uh, I think most people are happy for him that he's going to get an opportunity here. Um, but again, we're talking about a defenseman that played six games. He's got a positive expected goals differential because, well, frankly, he's one of those players that uh, is so great defensively around the net and, and, and is hard nose and, and is tough, but he's not, providing a ton of offense and if you saw that he you know he's he had a chance to practice with the Blackhawks and he wasn't inserted into the lineup right away so he has been a a, a pretty solid like strong NH or AHL player uh, had a good run for 22 games uh two uh, yeah two years ago and uh you know, after and it kind of had a decent run, I suppose, probably to the at the beginning of last year. Um, certainly wasn't the same Nick Sealer, but uh, had had a decent start to last year. And then they added Anthony Botetto, and the, the team just struggled, and certainly threw Nick Sealer off on his game a little bit. So, if you want to point to like maybe one catalyst of why Nick Sealer probably wasn't the same Nick Sealer. It's probably going back to Paul Fenton, and and the the strange strange pickup of uh, of um, Anthony Batetto. and I'm not even gonna sit here and, and say that like the pickup of uh, 
of, of Brad Hunt probably didn't affect him either because that just mean like there was less chance of, of good minutes to get into the game. But so so the Wild add, you know, two more defensemen and he, he's just kind of on the outside looking in. So this year comes in and Carson Susie ends up having a great camp, makes the team, and he's played himself in a position where you just really can't take him out. So again, it's it, it's it's unfortunate that the Wild had to lose such a, a good soldier and Nick Sealer, a guy that you th- you think could play that seventh defenseman, and I would agree that maybe he didn't get an opportunity so much this year when it came to getting into the lineup, and and that's definitely on on Bruce Brudrow as well for not getting him in the lineup. But uh, again, we're talking about a player that just doesn't provide a ton offensively. He was very much a depth defenseman, and sure, he's you know he's like I said, he's the good soldier. Sticks up for guys, plays physical, tough around the net. But those guys are, you know, he's only making like, I don't know, less than a million dollars. Like those guys, you can find kind of a dime a dozen. Um, The Wild certainly can bring up guys from the AHL to do that exact same job. So as much as I, I think that the Wild didn't want to lose him, like it, it does ease kind of the logjam at defenseman a little bit that this team has. You know, some people think that it might uh, make Jonas Brodeen less expendable. I don't think so. I think if you were going to trade Jonas Brodeen anyways, Nick Sealer and Carson Soucy were not going to fill that void. If you're going to trade Matt Dumba, Carson Soucy and Nick Sealer were not going to fill that void. So I think that if you're if you're thinking that the the Wild may not hold uh, may not trade one of their their top defensemen, I think that you're you're sadly mistaken that the that this team is likely going to make a move and it's going to involve at least one or two of those defensemen, and it'll happen. And whether or not Nick Sealer was on this team was not going to be the determining factor on that. This team needs talent. This team needs to get an influx of of young players. They need to get deeper and and stronger up front, especially down the middle up front. And uh, for for as long as this team has kind of been around, at least this last decade and a half, this uh, Chuck Fletcher slash Paul Fenton slash Bill Guerin era of Minnesota Wild, defense has been an absolute organizational strength. Now, I would say that the, the drafting, the first round pick of, um, of Philip Johansson probably puts a damper on that a little bit. At the same time, we thought years ago that you got to take uh, from one of your strengths in order to get a top center, and they've been able to figure out a way to keep the top four together, mixed in some some bottom-pairing guys, and Nick Seeler was one of those mixed-in bottom-pairing guys. And uh, and uh, so Jonas Brodeen or Matt Dumba or – I could, you could even say Jared Spurgeon. I know he was just signed uh, pretty much the day that uh, that Bill Guerin was uh, was announced as a wild GM. But uh, it's just it's kind of crazy how uh, things can easily change if the offer is right. This team will be making moves. They need to be making moves, especially when you look at the recent moves of the Minnesota Twins or the the Minnesota Timberwolves recently like the the trade deadline is fast approaching and the Wild are going to get in on it um it it, it, it might happen even more when it's the off season but it's going to be crazy and I don't think that 
there should be nearly as much hand wringing that or or thinking that um, other players deserve to be waived because I certainly don't think that they were trying to waive him in an attempt to get rid of him like they would have like a like a potato last year or um, it, it's just they they tried to get him to Iowa they wanted to get him games because there is such a logjam and it they weren't able to sneak him through this time so that's the kind of thing that happens it's not it's not fun when you lose a player but uh again i think that uh, to to get upset about it um you can't just necessarily wave greg patteron um i think that uh i'm not going to say this is a great move but i do think that there's um there's certainly less uh handring in that needs to be done about losing a Nick sealer. And, uh, certainly he didn't show up or he didn't uh, go and, and get back into the starting lineup here with the Chicago Blackhawks. So we have yet to see kind of what his role is going to be in Chicago. So, uh, I think that's a, a different, uh, animal and we wish definitely, uh, Nick sealer the best going forward. We hope him success. We hope that he does well. Uh, sky, Yuma hope that he shows, uh, the, um, the Minnesota Golden Gophers and, and the Pride on Ice and all that uh, well into the future and represents that well. But, uh, you know, this team needs changes, and, and that's going to be kind of what it is. So, all right, I think that does it for the second segment of the show. I'm going to take another quick break, and then we'll get into Matt Dumba and his overtime goal following – the uh, the big three to two victory over the Chicago Blackhawks. You are listening to Locked On Wild. Welcome back to Locked On Wild. I am your host Joe, and uh, I just want to do some uh, maintenance items here. I just want to remind you that you can follow the the podcast on Twitter. Locked. Just go to at Locked On Wild. You can also email us to our inbox. Uh, send in those listener suggestions as well as mailbag questions uh, to our inbox just go to lockedonwild at gmail.com I know I mentioned uh, the uh, the big trades of the Timberwolves and the Minnesota Twins during pretty much during and after the the Minnesota Wild game last night uh, I know on zone coverage Brandon Warren is doing a big thing about uh, about um, Kenta Maeda who's the pitcher that the Wild got in the draft or in the trade uh, of Bruzdar Gratterall. Check that out if you're a Minnesota Twins fan on zonecoverage.com. Also, Dane Moore is going to have everything you need about the Robert Covington trade to the Houston Rockets. All right. Uh, now that that's out of the way, I'm going to get into Matt Dumba's overtime winner. And boy, was that a sight for sore eyes. I love the way that his teammates mobbed him. What a fantastic finish for him. What a good time to break that drought. Um, certainly getting off the schneid, whatever the cliche you want to use. Matt Dumba last scored on November 12th, which was roughly, I think, give or take, you know, it was 30 games, give or take, like one or two games. I forget the exact number, but what's crazy is like what's happened between then. You know, this team was was getting on a roll, uh, beginning kind of their 11-point um, game 11 game point streak and um, kind of getting back towards that, that playoff bubble and have since fallen out. I mean, we've had a president impeach. We've had um, a number of different like world events happen. 
we've we we had the Vikings not only um, make the playoff run, but we've they've we've had a, an entire Super Bowl and playoffs um, happen. Um, the uh, we've almost had damn near an entire Major League Baseball offseason happen. Like the the amount of drought that he's had has been crazy, and you could just see like the amount of relief that he had when he scored that game winning goal. And uh, and the way his his teammates mobbed him was was a cool moment as well. They definitely felt good for him getting off the shine. He's certainly come close in in recent games, shooting the puck more, uh, playing better overall. Uh, just missing. I know he missed. He hit the the post against the uh, the Boston Bruins in the first period. I think he had another uh, a couple of col- close calls in the, in the weeks leading up. He's been close, and certainly nipping or uh, ch- chomping at the bit here to uh, to get in there. So uh, just a, just awesome for him. Awesome moment, and uh, uh, let's hopefully this means that. Uh, the confidence will go up for him, and he can uh, continue to be a productive player for this team. Because uh, I always kind of thought, like with Matt Dumba, confidence is certainly key. You know, uh, when he's a confident player, he plays as as one of the top defensemen in the league, and uh, he's scoring goals and and doing well. and And so, the big thing is for him is is if he can stay confident and play well, we certainly can uh, see the goals start to rise for him. Because I do think, like when he's good. This team absolutely loves having him on the ice, and uh, and 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 even then, and I brought this up too. Like when players are playing well, you can get more for him in a trade. I personally think like you don't trade low on Matt Dumba, but when he's playing well for your team, I don't think he's the type of player you necessarily want to trade either. He's certainly a young enough player. He is a little bit older now. I think he's you know twenty five, going to be twenty six here by next year. He's still young enough to a point where you can still kind of build and have him a part of your franchise um, where you certainly don't need to trade him. But, uh, yeah, I just I just think that was a great moment for him, way to get off the schneid, and, and hope that uh, this leads to more. So I do think that, uh, that that's a, a good thing for this team. And, uh, you know, it almost barely didn't go in because the puck popped up, hit the crossbar, dropped straight back down in the blue paint and end up having to, to bounce in off the back of uh, Corey Crawford. Um, certainly not your uh, prototypical defenseman goal. Uh, kind of actually uh, reminiscent of the goal in the uh, stadium series. I think he scored the opening goal uh, outdoors at TCF Bank Stadium on the campus of the University of Minnesota and uh, by just kind of crashing the net and kind of popping one over Corey Crawford that, that game as well. Uh, so this one kind of reminiscent of that a little bit um, and certainly came at the right time. The Wild get the big victory and uh, uh, continue down here on, on this uh, this final stretch of games, you know, before the trade deadline and certainly before the end of the season. So I think that's going to do it for me for today on Locked on Wild. If you enjoyed today's show, please hit that subscribe button. Make sure that your uh, device sends it to you every day so that uh, you never miss an episode. Please leave a rating and a review and uh, on whatever podcast uh, service you use. We do like to read the reviews. We do appreciate your support. It does help us get noticed and, and found by other Wild fans such as yourself. Uh, I also wanted to bring up that... Uh, you know, if you are a business owner and you certainly want to uh, to advertise, we do offer advertising. 
um, it's, and local ad segments, just email us at lockdownwild or at gmail.com and uh, we'll get in touch with you. Uh, we'll get you in touch with our with our ad salespeople at Lockdown uh, Lockdown Podcast Network. Um, pretty exciting there, and and we just looked at our numbers. Like we are heavily within the Twin Cities in Greater Minnesota, uh, some in the five state region a little bit as well. But uh, you are reaching wild fans just like yourself, and um, and specifically here in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. So uh, pretty exciting there. If you uh, decide to you want to. Reach, reach out and get your business known and 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 help support our, this podcast. Also, definitely uh, reach you know follow us on Twitter. Uh, I mentioned it at the top of the uh, the segment here, but uh, follow us on Twitter. Locked on or just follow at Locked On Wild. And uh, again, that email address is lockedonwild at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Locked On Wild and make sure to follow us every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day.